All right. Sorry for the late start. Um, we were waiting on Brian. It's totally Brian's fault. I blame him for all the things. Uh, it's not that I was completely late or anything. Everyone else was here at like five o'clock. Yeah, no, it's totally. I wasn't making a late dinner or trying to get shop stuff done at all. So anyway, this is Star Trek Europa. Uh, this week's episode should be pretty fun, I hope. Um, let's go ahead and introduce the people that we do have. Brian, go ahead and start. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm playing uh, Captain Jorad H. Uh, uh, and I have nothing to plug. Evelyn. I'm Evelyn Corbin. I'm playing Dr. Gustave Oneit, and I also have nothing to plug. Jack, with all your things. Yes. Hello. I am Jack. Uh, I do have all of the things compared to everybody else. Uh, and all of those things basically is I have my own Twitch channel over on twitch.tv slash the people's ascension, where I do a Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign series every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, as well as various hangout shows throughout the week. If you like uh, Let's Plays and world building and generally hanging out and chatting. So go check me out there. I'm on all the time. As for right here, I am excited to get back into the Star Trek universe. I will be playing Commander Orani Ambrose, currently on kind of, maybe, sort of, still, I don't know, uh, medical leave of some kind, uh, as well as other characters, of course. Awesome. And I am your host, as always, uh, Jeff Harvey, and this is my channel. Uh, you can check out this show. Uh, we also have uh, STA Engage, which apparently didn't upload the other day, even though it was supposed to. Um, uh, as well as I've been picked up Blood Bowl, and I'll be running some Blood Bowl shows fairly soon. Uh, that'll be fun. Like Blood Bowl will be doing a lot of that. Um, and now that the shop is uh, on its process of being reopened, we will have some shop content coming soon as well, uh, which may or may not include um, board games and live magic, the gathering stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, on the on, at the behest of uh, of, of Jack, I did get a any tree account, so I will put a link somewhere some at some point to all the things. Um, otherwise, check us out at studiotempo.com. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. We're gonna forego the normal recap uh, because I want to jump directly into things this morning or this afternoon. It's quite actually late in the afternoon here. This evening. This evening. Um, and good night. All right. No. Um, <laughs> so. Um, let's start off. Um, the acrid smoke fills the bridge, the only light coming from the small fires and the red flashing alert strips. Captain Hage lies in the deck in front of the command platform. A Klingon to Tang plunged, plunged deep into his chest. Uh, his murderer is motionless, killed by the captain in his last gasp. Ambrose's body is sprawled out behind the tactical station, his severed mechanical arm still holding the batleth he wrenched away from the warrior slaughtering the officers that once sat at the science and engineering stations. His face a ghastly pale, uh, shrapnel jutting from his neck and head. You didn't even see him go down. The world is spinning all around you, sounds so distant, so sounds too distant to hear, the taste of copper in your lips, the jarring motion of the deck and the brilliant, the brilliant showers of sparks raining down. It reminds you of being on the deck of the cadet ship in San Francisco Bay during graduation. The motion of the water, the fireworks, a rousing song on the wind. No, not a song, a voice. Commander Onet, Commander Onet, Commander, what do we do? Is that Tong? Suddenly, reality comes rushing back to you. The smoke burns your eyes. The sickly sweet smells fill your nose. Commander, the Lek Bortas is cloaking. I've lost contact. Two more birds of prey decloaking off the star aft, after the aft star. The world sharply uh, cuts away as the ship rocks and from weapons fire. Shields down. Haul at 20%. We can't take another hit. Um, you look 
out the view screen trying to make out what you can see through the cracks in the screen and the static lines. You see two Klingon ships leveling off. It's almost majestic, like birds in flight, the, f the bright golden orange of their torpedoes glowing, growing ever larger. The bright flash of white surrounds you for a brief second, and then it's all over. The bridge, the smoke, the smell of burnt flesh, the horror replaced with the glowing yellow grid lines of inlaid, inlaid in black. Uh, the chilling quiet only broken by the helideck doors opening as Captain Hage enters. You sense his presence, but you struggle to focus on his emotions. Well, that could have gone better. Understatement of the year. It, I'm not going to lie, uh, Tasavi. That was rough. Um, that, that was no Kobayashi Maru. I can't lie and said there, there wasn't uh, a way you could handle it. But, but uh, I'm going to say- I think I'd rather go back to the Kobayashi. You'd rather go back to the what? To the Kobayashi Maru. Well, I can make that happen, but uh, I think I think right now you should focus on this uh, disaster uh, and we'll then we'll move on to the next one. I'll go ahead and write up a report about things I saw that uh, you could have done better. Where's your head at, Tasavi? We're a science ship. We're not meant for war, and I'm not meant for the front line. I'm supposed to be behind the scenes, fixing the soldiers up and getting them back out there, not leading the charge. Ideally, yes. I, you're right. This is a science ship. And ideally, that's all we would be doing. But as much as this ship is, Starfle is the Federation's first, and first line of defense, we're its first line of defense in terms of crew. And if something happens to Ambrose and, and I, that we need somebody, we need the calmest head on their shoulders. And I think everybody in the crew would agree that that's you. Calm, sure. Tactical, less so. The calm, calm you can never teach. Calm doesn't do a whole hell of a lot of do good if I don't know what I'm doing. Calm is something you can't teach. Tactics are which is why we're doing these. I suppose. Well, you, there were, there were good things I saw too, and I'll make sure to include those in my report so you know what, uh, so you know what to review. Do you want to go again? Just to give it another shot? Want to? Not really, but should, I suppose. Uh, Holodeck, uh, please restart the program at time code 2349. The Holodeck resets. And he, he reaches over and pats the back, the shoulder of his hologram. And uh, I'll leave you in his capable hands. And then he steps out of the arch. Computer begins the simulation and we go ahead and do the info roll. 
Captain's Log, 5368.4. Four lifetimes have taught me war is never easy. After we fought the Dominion War two long years ago, uh, and then before that, we fought the six months fighting the Klingons. And what have we gained from either of those? Just another conflict with the Klingons, I guess. Starfleet refuses uh, to call a war, um, but they have uh, the sector on high alert, and there's been several skirmishes with Duras and Varnak. Unfortunately, the Federation is uh, unofficially, the Federation has sided with Chancellor Martok, uh, but this is an internal matter, so any actions taken by the Duras and by Duras and Varnak uh, in the expanse uh, are considered hostile actions by our Federation allies. And so far, it's a war uh, without paperwork, I suppose. Fortunately, uh, many of the run-ins Starfleet has had with the Klingons in the Expanse uh, have so far just been skirmishes. But if I know General Cargan, he's biding his time. And with his experience in the war and his time spent in the officer exchange program aboard the Enterprise, uh, he's a dangerous opponent. For now, the Europa is headed to a truly strange new world. The, Lair the Laramarians uh, have reached out to the Federation and requested a formal first contact. From what little Starfleet has been able to gather, there are silicon-based species that lives deep beneath their world's oceans. We should be arriving at the homeworld shortly. It's been a it's been a couple of probably a week or so since dropping off Cass. Uh, the conflicts that have been happening in the system have been sporadic, mostly with the other ships uh, in the fleet. Um, officially, Starfleet does not has not declared war on the the, the Duras and the uh, Varnak, but unofficially in the sector, as the captain has pointed out, the um, the Federation is protecting its interests in this area, uh, and it is allied with the House of Martok and and the official Klingon government. So uh, while they are not interfering in Klingon space, there is definitely a hot conflict here, a police action, if you will. Um, any any Duras or Varnak ships are are to be considered hostile. Um, other than that, the Europa is again on its way to the Lamarian homeworld, Larry Marian homeworld. It's a hard word to say, and I wrote it. Um, spell that for me. It is spelled. Let me get it for sure off my form. L A R I. M-A-R-I-A-N. To give you a quick overview of what you are seeing, um, mostly uh, Martok and his loyalists that are in the area, um, the government in exile, as it were, uh, and the Federation have been pushing back to uh, some of the rim worlds of the, uh, where, the where the Klingon Empire um, contacts the Expanse. Um, a couple of Federation starships have also headed that way uh, from this from your fleet sector your fleet, your your fleet group. I'll get the words right. Um, and uh, while we are awaiting uh, the arrival of some additional assistance in the sector, uh, that largely being um, more defensive craft as well as. Uh, uh, Offensive vessels, like small craft, offensive small craft. Um, the uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, whilst awaiting those things, the uh, 
the Europa is um, reaching out to the Lemarians again, uh, which are not too far from the, the Klingon border. Um, they are to the southern wing of the expanse. So um, it might be a good idea tactically to get them on our side too. At least to keep them out of things, if nothing else. They are a somewhat advanced species. Um, although you have not encountered any of their ships, they reached out directly from their home world. So um, other than that, uh, we do not have the fighters aboard yet, but uh, there has been talk of Starfleet assigning uh, some Peregrine class two fighters to the to the station or to the to the Europa. Um, we will yet to see if that has happened. We will yet to see if that happens. But can I can I start with that in character? Yeah. Um, we just got a report from uh, Starfleet Command. They've authorized uh, a couple Peregrine uh, fighters to be delivered um, to strengthen our to bolster our defenses a bit. Uh, Ambrose, do you think you can set up some kind of fighter? Uh, Detachment? I believe we have somebody on board who is entirely capable of, of handling that. Perfect. I'll, I'll trust that to your capable hands, then. Dr. Oniet, how is crew morale? I know everybody's shaking up from the because of the outbreak, I bet. Uh, I, I'm willing to bet everybody's shaking up because of the outbreak, but how, 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 do you, how, how would you say everybody's doing? They're scared, uh, as to be expected. I don't think this was what anyone had in mind when, when they were assigned to the Europa. Um, Mostly, I think they're handling things well. The loss of the crew that was reassigned to, reassigned to Narendra is definitely felt. But uh -oh. people are stepping into the gaps. I hope the both of you can keep me appraised in that in that uh, uh, field. Um, I'm I'm the only one in this room who doesn't know what everybody's feeling all the time. Did we take new crew on from Narendra when we left crew I at Narendra? I don't think so. No. Okay. No, you will be getting replacement crew once uh, the resupply train comes in. Um, but uh, so far, you are just down some crew members. But besides Cass, how how much are we down? Because we're running on a skeleton crew as it is. You're down a chief science officer, one of your one or two flight officers, uh, a couple of security, and like a couple of engineers. It's not significant. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah. We need to we need to talk about filling some roles in Cass's absence and uh, everybody else, just temporarily while they're mm -hmm. while they're attached. Does anybody have anybody to think would be particularly apt for this to fill the science position? Not off the top of my head. I don't really want to sacrifice any more of the medical crew without uh, without Dr. Marr. I'm more leery than I was of a potential attack and the med crew's response. Understandable. What about An Ensign O'Connor? Do you think she would fill the role? I think she's far too green. Isn't well, she just out of academy? 
for a permanent position, most definitely, but temporarily, I don't see as, I, unless either of you can think of anybody who would fill the role better, I think she might be our best bet. It's either her or Ensign Sherka. Both of them. Can we just install a second chair and sit them both down? I think I'd trust O'Connor more in this role. Uh, Chierka is, she has a nervous quality about her. I'm, I'd like to break her of that. Well, in any because case, if we can get through that, I think, I think she's the superior officer candidate if we can break her of that. I'd have to agree. O'Connor hasn't really done much to set herself apart. Well, maybe this would be a good opportunity for her to do so. We should put them up. We should put both of them up probationally. Have them fill the position on a rotating schedule. See who excels. That's a good idea. All right, I'll leave that scheduling to you. Uh, and then to fill the to fill the chief uh, oper flight operations, um, who, who who do you think would best serve that role? Uh, that was previously Falks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, we do have a few different pilots on board. I know if we're taking on a Peregrine wing, Shajin uh, would be best suited for that. She is definitely more small craft. Unfortunately, I don't know much more about uh, Silva. Well, I think it's probably best if we get the Peregrine wing uh, practicing uh, even before we get the fighters. So, if somebody's going to be signed some new dude, some new duties, I think it's some. I think it. I think it should be somebody who's not going to be on the wait. So, Lieutenant Silva, it is then. So I'd say fun. so. Excellent. I've been going over the old war college papers about Klingon strategies. The thing that worries me most is their cloaked hit and run attacks. We've already seen a couple in the um, a couple examples of that so far. I think perhaps it'd be best. I think perhaps the Europa is best served as a reconnaissance craft, long range, of course. Uh, our powerful sensors might be able to tell us when Klingon ships are coming, so that way beefier ships would be able to intercept them. The Dominion War did teach us a lot about cloaking technology, how to use it and how to detect it. Can we begin, we've, and we know a lot about, a lot more about cloaking devices since then even. Um, why don't we, why don't we begin uh, re refitting our sensors to and calibrating them to uh to detect klingon cloaks might give us an edge uh if if we might give us an edge if it comes to it i think that's a good idea as long as we're aware that that might make it more difficult to detect different kinds of cloaks the romulans take an opportunity and we're focused on Klingon cloaks, we may never see them coming. Seems worth the risk in my case, since we know the Klingons are gunning for us. 
what's the likelihood the Romulans would take the opportunity? We have a <laughs> tenuous peace-ish with them. I and think as long as we so stay towards Klingon territory affairs, it shouldn't be an issue. I simply wanted to bring it up. No, it's it's a good point, but I think it I think I think the risk is minimal and worth it. All right. Well, I I can take this one personally. I know a bit about. I know, I would uh, be shocked if anybody on the ship knows the Europa sensors as well as I do, and uh, I you you all you, you all know I like to get my hands dirty on occasion. All yours. All right. Well, I want to keep this room restricted to only senior officers. So that means uh, three of us, uh, Lieutenant Costra, um, the, th the three of us and Lieutenant Costra. There's no need. I, I, we should keep sensitive information here. Um, uh, uh, Lieutenant Ambrose, uh, can you uh, can you ensure we have a excuse me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I get a demotion at some okay. point, sir? Commander Ambrose, uh, could you have a uh, could you have a personnel stationed outside this door to make sure that um, the 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 sensitive information is guarded? Klingons have been known to use infiltrators in the past. Of course. I can I can think of a few different uh, automated security features we can add as well. Another Perfect. area of technology that excelled during the Dominion War. Perfect. I'll leave that in your hands. Well then, I think we all have uh, duties to go about. Okay. So I think that's a good place to wrap up that scene. Right. I, I suppose I have to wear this now. What is it? My my fake com badge. Oh. <laughs> Since apparently I'm back on duty because we kind of just glossed over that. I thought you. I thought you. Maybe we discussed it last time at the uh, near the end of the last session. Yeah, I mean, discussed as as far as okay, you're back on, right? Right. <laughs> well, you, you took it, the badge. It was war. You do it was, war. It was it was kind of it was kind of rough and kind of vague, yeah. but. You know. Well, then maybe you should you should express your concerns to the captain, or maybe the captain can notice you looking concerned, and we can talk about it. Oh, he was definitely a little distant during that meeting. Okay, it's hard to tell uh, out of character uh, about that kind of thing, but I can I can uh, Commander Ambrose, if you could hang back a moment, sir. I've I've noticed you being a little distant. Uh, a little distant at the meeting. Are you, how, how are you handling being back on duty? It's where I belong. Do you feel the, do you feel like you're an ensign filling a bridge officer post, so to speak? No, I feel like I stepped away 
because I was in an unfamiliar environment. And then suddenly I'm back in a familiar environment and we're... It's a quick transition. I'm fine being where I am. I enjoy my job, I like what I do. And I think I'm needed here. You are. I don't know a better way to say this, but I'm fighting back. I think I'm in the situation that I always expected to be in and nobody else believed me. And that was the problem. And now that I'm right, we all forget there was a problem. The problem of you being ignored. If you want the chance to say I told you so, take it now. That's not what I want. I'm a bit confused what you want. I guess I don't know. Well, we have a myriad of counselors on board and uh, I hope uh, they can help you figure it out. And if there's anything I need to do to help make sure you can fulfill your duties to their fullest extent, let me know. I don't think that will be a problem, sir. Excellent. And then he'll walk out of the room. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang back for a little bit. Uh, just, just going over, you know, debriefs uh, and whatnot. Uh, and I'll probably pull out a tricorder and, you know, start scanning the room and tapping away on things, working on uh, ideas, because he's not really engineer, but ideas for these security measures right. that I want to install. Okay. Um, what else you guys got? I know the Hage, you were going to go work on the sensor suite. Yeah. I, uh, I would love to come up with like a scanning regimen that's designed to catch birds of prey um, specifically. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, we can be generous and say all Klingon if you want, but like, I think he's trying to look for the specific Klingon hit and run tactics that mm -hmm. he, he is expecting out of them. So right. I, would, I would like to set up a scanning regimen that is calibrated towards those attacks. Okay. Um... Is that something that O'Connor could help with with uh, computer analysis systems? Sure. Yeah. Um, I will say that you guys have not had a lot of time to, to get feedback on the new Klingon ships that you've seen, um, but you can certainly, you have, you have extensive knowledge of the Klingon ships um, that are primarily in use in the Klingon Empire, uh, and no doubt... Uh, Given the circumstances, um, Martok and his people would be more than happy to send any additional information you would require, uh, as long as that information might be shared, the, the changes you make might be shared. Um, Wouldn't we also have a good bit of information regarding Cargan's uh, forces, since they were stationed at the at Miranda? Yes, his, he has pretty much standard ships. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's the, the newer ships that you, again, that you hadn't seen, you really don't have much feedback on, which you haven't seen many of. But, and then we get a scan of the fancy new ship. 
Martox. You got to scan the other one, but I mean that is a simple scan isn't going to give you the okay. the technical readouts of the their uh, cloaking yeah. device yeah. if it's changed at all. So, do you want us to do a roll on this, or yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do a um, I'm gonna say difficulty of four. Um, we won't make it an extended task. We'll just do a difficulty four uh, to gain advantage on hunt uh, on, on hunter killer actions against oh. um on birds of prey i'm trying to figure out what in the world it is i'm missing i didn't open fantasy grounds mm. oh uh, no. i haven't been using fantasy ground so far anyways it's just been kind of sitting there at the moment uh, i've been looking for a picture that i have in my document for this for the lamarian the larry marion race but i mm. didn't apparently save anywhere to show you guys And I can't remember for life me where I got the picture from because I got it like a month before we started playing the game. That's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, this was the first race I created, so. Um, I don't think any of my focuses would apply here. Although, I do a plan of action. But that really only applies uh, after I've planned. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to flip it and have O'Connor do the main role and you assist? Yeah, because I do have a focus on this. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Okay. And I can assist with command since I'm leading the team. Yeah. We can assume. I would assume there are other people on it too. You know that we don't have. To right. Yeah. I mean, there's a. I'm sure there's a team of engineers and whatnot. But I like the, I like the idea. Of, I would love to do actually a small scene with O'Connor and uh, Hage as they're working on this too. Sure. She is super nervous. Um, I think this is probably the first time that O'Connor and Hage have interacted. Um, oh wait, might I'm... be outside of some like initial briefings. It might be out the the first time that they've been in a room together. Um. I succeeded on a command uh, on an assist, so. The reason in science? Sure. Okay. All right, that is a 15. So three, is that three successes total? Mm-hmm. No, that's, that is actually one success, sorry, because that's not. Gotcha. Right, that's uh, not your right character, right? Yeah, well, so I, I was, wasn't thinking about the focus piece of it. I was just looking for two numbers that come up to 15 and Dasavi doesn't have an 11 in any of her attributes. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that doesn't actually roll under my focus. So it's just one success. Okay. So one and one. Uh, the ship can also roll, which I will go ahead and do. Okay. Yeah. Over here. Make the roll button. For two. Uh, which is two successes. Yeah. So that is four successes. Awesome. So we're calibrating it, and uh, you said that O'Connor was nervous working around the captain. Oh yeah, like she's I... she's getting her work done, but she very like you you get the you don't have to be an empath to to get the impression that she just really would like to shrink into herself and and not be seen. I think he's going to make an extra effort to make her feel like uh, she's contributing and like that, you know, uh, and that, you know, her, her input is important. 
that's one of his values, uh, you know. So um, he's going to ask her her opinion on, you know, uh, things and listen, you know, take that feedback, uh, mm -hmm. that's her suggestions into account as they're working. She oh. looks a little taken aback. Um, and when she responds initially, she kind of kind of stutters a little bit. Um, and and uh, as, as time goes on, she gets a little more comfortable, but never fully like at ease. Okay. Did you guys want to have any actual like interaction? Yeah, I'm trying to think we should what we should be talking about. Um, maybe gotcha. maybe after maybe after they've uh, maybe they're up in the sensor domes and he'll say, um, you know, without a uh, dedicated science officer, we're going to need both you and uh, Ensign Cherka to step up uh, and take a heightened role in role in the, the science department. I'm happy to help, sir, but I, I, I think Cherka might be the better choice. She seems to have more experience. Uh, as far from, according to her jacket, this is the first uh, mission she's ever gone on. Um, sure, but she's done all of these away missions and, and the the incident on the on on BS nine and really I've just mostly stayed here and tinkered about and stayed in the library. Well, look at it this way: do you, do, do you want an opportunity to show what you're capable of? I'd really be content to stay in my arboretum but I'll go where I need it well, I appreciate you uh, 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 stretching yourself like that well uh, you did good work today this uh, I think this this new scanning regimen is going to help us in the long run. Um, I'll be sure and note. I'll be sure and note that to the record. I, I do want you to know that you. I think you're a, a very capable officer, and I look forward to seeing everything you have to offer. She blushes a little bit. Thank you, Ensign, and then. Departs. Okay. Um, you did. You did get all four, so I'm not going to put a penalty on being able to find other ships at the moment, um, other types of things. Okay. Um, there's three of you. Sorry, I. I didn't adjust our momentum and such oh, for the morning, yeah, so yeah. I just did. Um, yeah, that's correct. Um, all right, what else you guys got? Anything? Oh, hey, that was the wrong direction for that to go. I would love to see a lower deck scene. Um, 
you know, maybe maybe something with Shajin. Like now that she knows she's going to be in a pilot, what what what's her reaction to that? That she's going to be like piloting an actual fighter. Uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to think of what I could do with Shajin, but really she doesn't have anyone else to populate the scene with, and I can't just have Ambrose talking to Shajin. Okay. Uh, right. I mean, I can, but I'd rather not. So she could go talk to Silva. Yeah, Silva, or, uh, De or Daphne. We wanted to see more with them, those two. I, mean, I, I think if we, if we just want to brush over this narratively, there would be a meeting between her and Ambrose. Uh, uh, about getting these fighters in and setting up a uh, a training uh, regiment. Yeah, a training regiment, a hollow a hollow deck uh, program for simulating the the fighter craft before yeah, we you, actually get them. Yeah, uh, having yourself as lame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying it. It that happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, none of you guys have pilot characters for us to do like a, a, a wing commander seat or anything, but right. I assume she's spending most of her time, you know, putting together this, this wing uh, and going through the flight exercises and whatnot. Would you like go brag to Silva about being put on such a prestigious position? Would she? Um, no. No? No. <laughs> Would she, I mean, would you go talk to Delphi and like tell her? Do they have an established rapport? I don't. They talked a little, uh, and they, uh, remember, uh, def, uh, we talked about. Oh wait, oh, well, no. that's right. Was it? I was thinking it was Sylvan Shajin, but it was it was it Daphina's Shajin? Yeah, they flirted yeah. a little. Yeah. And talked about going to the uh, holodeck. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. I was thinking it was Silva, but yeah. Yeah, Her, we, we established that the Shijin and Silva had a rivalry relationship and I'd love to do something with that. Um, so like her bragging about that would be cool. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Or if Silva catches wind of it and- Yeah, I think that's more goes of a- offer her congratulations. I feel like, I feel like Silva is more in, invested in the rivalry than, than Shijin really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of relationship does Sajin want? <laughs> I feel like we haven't gotten much Sajin's personal right. personality. I would right. like to see something for her, from her. You can always have her in the lounge, uh, and then anyone can approach. Yeah, yeah I mean that—that's what I was thinking after after a very extensive. Uh, day of training and, and simulations and whatnot. She'd probably just go to whatever our equipment of ten forward equivalent of ten forward is and hang out for a little bit. Okay. What if uh, Koba and Mills uh, go up to Doctor? Sure. Does that sound good to you, Evelyn? Fine. Okay. Uh, so. Koba is going to go sit at the bar next to her and he's going to be like, uh, it, you look like you have just ran laps around the saucer section. I don't do a lot of running. 
Well, it shows. I heard he got pulled from uh, the she shuttle. She gives him a look like, what is that supposed to mean? Nils kind of shoots him a symbol like, dude, you can't say that look. I, I think I think he misheard. I think he heard you I, say, I, "I do a lot of running," not "I don't do a lot of running." Oh, yeah, I, that's what I did. Oh, um, that's that's what I heard too. Uh, Either way, it still yeah. sounds like a you're looking a little rough there. Yeah, look, I'm just I'm just saying you you're supposed to we're you're off duty. It it, it might help if you let yourself live a little. Got a drink, don't I? It's not. It's not officially after hours until you've had two drinks. It's after hours as soon as my hair comes down. Drinks or no? Well, true. Uh, Lieutenant Shajin, put that hair down. She, she slams a, a drink back and just kind of waves the cup over at Teketh. Slides or another. You know no, what I... Kobe, you don't want the Andorians to get too loose. That's how that's how fights go, get started. Good point. When was the? Is that true, uh, Jasheen? Jessa, how many people have you stabbed at parties? <laughs> Stabbed? Not for a while. That's ominous. So, how long is a while in your world? I can promise you I haven't stabbed anybody at any parties. I punched a guy once, but that's neither here nor there. You're going to some boring parties. Look, bullying parties are renowned for their lack of boringness. Just not just not known for their fighting, you know. They used to go. I I was the life of the party back on Bolia. The feeling you're the life of the party wherever you go, whether people want it or not. Fiona, that's the nicest thing I think you've ever said to me. <laughs> what about you? Do you go to many parties, Fiona? Here and there. Do you, uh, do humans fight at parties? I don't know what humans do. Y'all are weird. Humans do a lot of things. Um, the best party starts with a little drinking, throw through fights in the middle, and ends well. I heard Let of you the- figure that out. You know what? I heard of a unique human custom called a hootenanny. Have you ever been to a hootenanny? I can't say that I have. Is that just have some weird words? Is that just a stereotype? I don't know. I've never been to Earth. Well, at Starfleet Academy, but that was it. Didn't have any hootenannies on Starfleet Academy. I think that might be more of an older thing. Maybe. Disappointing. So what are you looking, so I heard they got you on some secret new duty, uh, Jessa. What what do they got you doing now? 
this a secret new duty? I guess if it's a secret new duty, I can't tell you. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. I can assure you it's not running around the saucer section. Hmm. Well, fair enough. You gotta learn some subtlety if you want to weasel the information out of people. Look, my mom always said subtlety is for cowards. It has its places. Like most places. <laughs> well, this is why I'm not going into Starfleet Intelligence. I'm not good at it. That's fair. I wish we had a telepath in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure where else to go with this scene. Uh, does anybody have anything else they would like to do? Just is not opening up. I was hoping Jessa would tell people about uh, the piloting thing, but yeah, yeah, she's not going to mention it. And and then then you went and called it secret. I yeah. look. I was being mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I was being sarcastic through him. I didn't think it was yep. the other one. Yep, yep. I'm trying to decide if. Mills as being sort of looked at for the security officer position might know about it and if she can just like tease Koba a little bit with with information that she she has that he doesn't. Would either of you be able to read Andorian body language? Probably. Do either of you have any Not. background in antenna wiggles? <laughs> antenna wiggles. Well, after the I session. specialized in antenna wiggling in in uh, academies. After the session, I'm giving Kova the value of subtlety is for cowards. So I'm <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Nope, the closest Mills has is hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty close. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's it's the Andorian love language. Yeah. Okay. Um, if nobody else has anything else for the scene, we will move. Uh, we will jump ahead. It, it's a stuff. scene I would like to see built on, but I don't think it's it's jump starting anywhere just yet. Sure. Uh, in the meantime, whilst all of that is a happenings, uh, how about um, Tekith? Yeah. Uh, Tekith, give me a give me an insight and security role. With a focus in espionage. Okay. Insight security. Yeah. By the way, I would 100% set up a secret room that had all of our secrets just for Tekka. What's that? I totally set up a, a secret room that has all the secrets just for Tekka. Nice. <laughs> uh, Tekka is not feeling very espionage today, apparently. Right. Not much going on in, in 10 forward or in, in 4 forward today that uh, is going to help Tekka out. No. <laughs> all right. I don't know why my Duly noted. So low, though. That's kind of stupid. What's that? I said, I don't know why my insight's so low. That's kind of stupid. Mm. I probably should have flipped my insight and my reason. Oh, well. Okay. You're not a very good spy. <laughs> you know, that's why they sent the other one to check up on me. <laughs> um, all right. If nobody, has, nobody else has any other scenes immediately that they want to do. Um, I do have one. It doesn't need to be immediately, but I do have, I do want to go see, um, I want to have Dasavi go see Kostra. Okay. Sure. I'm up for that whenever. Okay. 
Um, so she'll go down to engineering. Okay. Lieutenant. Lieutenant, right? Yes. Yes. Make sure I'm not demoting people. I'm I like our captain. <laughs> I have a question. Thought. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. Unless the answer is, what's the quickest way out of the out of my engineering room? I, I I've got to get back to work, Doctor. What's what's go? What? Well, I pose an interesting engineering puzzle for you. I like puzzles. I want to find a way to amplify the beta said empathy to give a wider range. Hmm. Don't can't say I know much about beta Z empathies. He he runs his hand over his luscious luscious beard. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I suppose you could create a harmonic resonance, and maybe through some kind of capacitor. What exactly do you need it for? I'm I'm hoping to be able to use one of the things that empathy comes in in handy for sometimes is sensing someone's presence. So I wouldn't necessarily need to hone it so so strongly that I could tell what they were feeling necessarily, but strong enough that I could tell if someone was in the area that didn't belong there. Someone who perhaps was in a cloaked ship. I gotcha. Chasing ghosts. I dig it. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty busy with all of this, and he waves to the engine core. Um, but he says, I, I'll see what I can do. Might be able to, might be able to create uh, some kind of device that gives you a little bit of a boost? Let me know what you come up with. I appreciate it. Anytime, Doctor. Back to your leave. As an aside, I, I can't help but think Kostra is like the bastard love child of like early 2000s James Hetfield and Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is. I just every time I see Coaster, all I think of is that. I can buy it. Fantastic. All right. Anybody else got anything? Also, that's the first time I think we've seen men engineering. Mm-mm. No. It's, it's come up a couple times, but has it? Yeah. We haven't had it as a big set piece, I guess. Nope. Nobody else got anything? Um. Would love to see something with Yezabeth, but I do not have anything specific. We could do. Um, I would. I would love a scene between Daphne and Jessa. Um, but well, I would love we, to see a scene we also do have an entire first contact thing we have to set up. So look, I know we uh, you, look. I told you if if, you, <laughs> if if it's ever a question of can I fill three hours with bullshit, the answer is yes, I can. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we can do, we can totally get the plot stuff if you'd like. 
Uh, it's not heavy plot stuff. It's just you know something in the background to help drive things forward. So yeah, no, let's do it. Let's get this. I, I think I think I personally need need to get need to get need direction back into the game because it's been sure. so long since we played. I don't remember or have any context as to where my characters are at. Right. A little bit the same. Okay. So. That's why I, that's why I did some story stuff. Um, all right. So on the bridge, we've got Paige. And somewhere around here, I think I have an Ambrose. Um, really, you know, the main the main cast of people. Let's see, that's NPCs. I don't want that. Um, also, not the button I'm looking for. Uh, and then let's say that uh, for the moment, uh, O'Connor is at the science station, taking her science duty uh, rotation because it just you know makes gets around the bridge. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ambrose is way over there. Get your face out from behind stuff, Ambrose. And then there you go. Maybe Silva's at the helm. Sure. Not a high priority at the moment. No. Um, Just figured I'd mention it. Yep. Put her over here somewhere. Hiding behind these things, just right there. Okay. Just the eyes. Um. All right, so you arrive in system. Uh, what you detect as you're going through, uh, you can give me a, whoever's at science, which is um, O'Connor. Uh, give me a reason and science role to get a basic scan of the system. Difficulty is zero. Reason and Two successes. That is two questions or two momentum. Um, what you get is, uh, first of all, the world, uh, the the uh, the main world. Um, there are other smaller worlds, but there's only one uh, clearly inhabited world. Um, uh, is covered primarily in water. It is probably 95 percent water. Um, the oceans are fairly deep. Uh, in many places, they are um, thousands and thousands of feet deep, quite a bit deeper in some places than even Earth's oceans. Um, the land masses are almost all fairly low. Uh, if there was any significant meltage of the ice caps, there it would be a 100% water planet. Um, the structures that exist on land uh, appear to be um, made of stone and coral um, the system itself uh, is quite warm and uh, uh, the, the the sun that is there is a quite a uh, hot sun uh, like a red I think is the hot I didn't write down what it, what it, what it was but uh, it's a hot system um, there are several space platforms that appear to be armed they're um, not as big as what Starfleet would consider a star base, but they're bigger than what Starfleet would consider a weapons platform. Um, and they are heavily armed. Um, however, they are not in any way acting aggressively. Um, there are no ships in the system. So you have two questions, or you can just save them for momentum. Maybe can we establish what the population, general population of the planet is? Sure. 
Uh, let's see. The general population of the planet is around 45,000. Oh, so not many at all. Nope. Do there seem to be signs of an apoc- of a extinction event or anything like that? Nope. Okay. And this you is are, their main world? This is their main world. Um, you are detecting uh, large settlements, I mean, relatively large settlements, um, deep in the ocean, around four to 6,000 feet below the surface. You said 45,000. 45,000 people, yes. That's it. That's correct. A not huge number. I suppose it's possible if their if they're, uh, DNA is particularly mutable. And they're, or, or there they there is also a great deal of life in the sea, but uh, as far as what the Lemarians told you to look for, um, you are detecting about 45,000 of them. What is this world called? What did I name the world? That's a good question. Did we use both of our questions? I did ask a couple questions. Um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> you don't think you did. Okay. Uh, Lamaria is the name of the world. Larimaria. It's a hard word to pronounce. And then maybe the other one should be, do those defensive platforms look like they are... Oh, uh, sorry. It's Larimar. L-A-R-I-M-A-R. I I did have that there. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. With the defense platforms, do they what? Do they have the range to attack ships in orbit? Yes. Okay. That's good to know. They have the range to attack ships out of system. They are very long range. Yes. Okay. Uh, and they, directed energy or they are they are uh, directed plasma weapons, yes. And they can they can attack outside of their own solar system. They Is can. that drastically superior offensive technology to what we have? Dr- uh, it's I wouldn't say drastically superior, but for a plasma weapon, it is quite impressive because most plasma weapons. The Romulans stopped using plasma weapons because their range was fairly limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty impressive piece of, of technology. Um, it It's not something that would be out of the means of Starfleet to be able to do. It would just, um, it would take considerable amounts of, of labor to build these things. Okay. Uh, Hage will be leaning over the console looking at the specs of the the laser and we'll turn to Ambrose and he'll say if we could get those on the border worlds with the Klingon Empire it would be a pretty formidable defense would take a while to build but yes a very impressive system they have here well let's make sure we make friends hail the planet on the screen appears uh, a person of descript uh basically what you see is a rock figure with eyes and uh facial structure mostly resemblant of humanoid um although its nose is quite flat and where hair would be appears to be um again sculpted rock going back greetings europa my name is uh, kalasar alikin Welcome to our world. Thank you for your hospitality. I'm Jorad Hage of the USS Europa on behalf of the United Federation of Planets. On behalf of the entirety of 
Laramarian society, we welcome you. We invite you to come to our world, come down to our capital city and spend some time. However, I am not certain of your anatomy if you would be able to survive the pressure. Well, uh, if you could transmit your, the, the, we're rather frail as far as all, all things considered. Um, do you have any uh, accommodations for humanoid visitors? We have some surface accommodations for more delicate species. I think it's safe to say we fit that category. Perhaps uh, you could give us coordinates and we would be happy to beam down on a, a landing party to establish diplomatic relations. This is acceptable. And he kind of waves off Cameron and uh, some trans a transmission uh, arrives with some coordinates for landing. Um, Did we get this person's title? Kalisar. Kalisar is a title, not a name. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was, yeah, um, that was going to be described uh, more more effectively conveyed later. Okay. But. And their actual name was Alekin, is that right? Alekin, yeah. Okay. Uh, Captain Kalisar, if I may, uh, we may be able to refit uh, a runabout to withstand those pressures. Hmm. An interesting thought, but then we just have to meet them on, meet them in the runabout. And We'd I, at least be able to explore uh, their city. True. Might be able to create some sort of uh, uh, fortification for uh, for an exosuit, but that may take longer. We'd have to fabricate it from scratch. Right. Well, maybe we can have some people work on it, uh, on the ship while we while another party goes down to the surf to the surface uh, areas. Uh, let's assemble a team. Um, I think uh, perhaps uh, perhaps I think we have a exo a xenoanthropologist. Uh, do we not? I think maybe she'd be helpful uh, during this kind of mission. I believe we do. Excellent. Uh, I'll be happy to go down uh, to establish to help establish diplomatic relations. Uh, and then Delphine. Or uh, not Delphine, um, Dasavi. Um, I'd be happy to have your counsel uh, get a read on. See, I'd be happy to have your empathic abilities on a mission like this. Yes, sir. Uh, out of character. Does that work for everybody? Sure. Good by me. Okay. Galasar, if I may, I hope I am not out of bounds. Uh, in my request to see what your security provisions will be for this meeting. I do not understand your request. There is no risk of harm coming to anyone from the Lemarians, and we are not concerned of any threat from the Federation. Other than wildlife, you should be safe. And I, I, I forget, because there's not a lot of empaths in, uh, well, thinking back to TNG, can I get an empathic read from this guy from a view screen? Should be able uh, to. I think so. Uh, normally, normally you would be able to. However, you do not but get not it from guy. him. Cool. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, do I, don't... I get a read from this guy? 
You do not. With the stronger, okay. Uh, they have a special, uh, they have a, a a thing, essentially, that makes them, because their anatomy is so decidedly different and alien. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the silicone base, they have weird brains. Right, um, exactly. Okay. I don't think it's really my wheelhouse, but can I do a, a more like mundane insight of this guy read body sure. language and whatnot i know i don't have anything to compare to so sure Pro- um also the difficulty because because you have nothing else to compare to also the difficulty is three they're still humanoids yeah least, you know mm-hmm. they're still actors in rubber suits i mean <laughs> uh insight security yeah cool or command i would also take command okay uh it's been so long i forget how this game works uh, okay, so that is I need to I need lower than thirteen. Eh, we'll just see what happens. I'm not gonna pump this up too much. Okay, uh, that's only two successes. Okay, so I don't get it. Um, you don't so get a I clear will... reading, but you don't you you generally don't detect any like hostile uh, or aggressive posturing that you know you would see from most creatures. If you ever had experience with hortas, they don't really seem to be as aggressive as even a horta at the moment. <laughs> They're the weird magma slugs, right? Correct. The only other yeah. silicone-based life form that Starfleet has ever encountered. Aren't the um... as far as I'm aware? No, the Tholians. They're silicone, aren't they? Are they? They might yeah, be. I think right. they're silicone. Yeah. I think you're right. They might be. Um, but we don't know much about them either. Right. Okay. Uh, so I, I will simply continue. Uh, the the Laramarians are very trusting people. I hope that we can live up to that trust. Always a that's always a good start for any first contact. We will see you on the surface. Well, yeah, you were going to the surface, right? That was the idea. Mm-hmm. Or you, okay. Yeah. All right. Anything you guys want to do before you head down to the surface? We should probably be bringing a couple of red shirts with us, just like. To make Ambrose happy. <laughs> uh, actually, no. Let's let's play that play that conversation out. Uh, as soon as the the view screen is cut off, the the com is ended. Uh, I'm going to turn to who is who is at uh who is at science now? O'Connor. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Connor. <clears throat> give me yes, a sir. read of uh, the beam insight. Go ahead and give me a roll. Oh. The ship assists. Um, with a success. Reason or you want you want insight on this one? Uh reason. Reason. Yeah, reason and science with or control and science. Either one is fine. Oh, reason. My reason is higher than my control by a lot. Um, that is. Uh, would my computer analysis systems apply here? No. Okay, so that's only two. Okay. Two plus one for the ship, so that's three. You have three questions, or you can save them for momentum. Um, so far, what you detect on the surface is there are um, there is a great deal of there, well, they're not a great deal. There is motion on the surface. However, you're not detecting it as Larimarian life, Larimarian life, um, at least not in the criteria that they sent you. Um, other than that, it's a bre- totally totally breathable atmosphere. Non, uh, nothing is particularly corrosive. It's, it's warm, and it's probably going to be pretty moist. You know, a planet of ninety five percent water, it's, mm-hmm. and the land mass is probably about the size of Dallas. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, there are several structures, although none of them are particularly large. Um, the largest structure is probably a two-story house. Um, and this is clearly something they use for um, non, um, non-capable species, species that are not able to, to withstand the pressures and the depths that they, that they reside at. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Can we get any read on any sort of um, surveillance isn't the right word. And any, any emitters that might be able to uh, transport or scramble transporters, create force fields, um, there are most probably, there are, there are probably, uh, well, okay. So the planet definitely has energy shields. Um, you definitely detect them on both the surface facilities and you can detect them underwater. Um, however, they are inactive at the moment. Um, and they do have energy based transport. So they, if they have that, they likely have the means to scramble it as well. So did you want to have that conversation in character? You have you have one more question, or you can save it for random. I'd say we just bank it. I, I can go super paranoid and ask all kinds of questions, but I'd say we just bank it. Yeah. We, in, the, in the vein of super paranoid, we might need it later. You might need what? We, we might need it later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Savi says, might I suggest, sir, uh, with all three of us going to the surface and the potential that if something goes sideways, they could scramble communications with the ship, that we establish a protocol if we haven't returned or touched base within a certain amount of time, a backup team comes down with it. Sure. Yeah, we'll have a backup team on standby. I'll, of course, stay here and deal with any issues that may come up in orbit. Uh, we have been invited here. We have, I have no reason to be overly paranoid, but if anything does go wrong, this ship cannot survive those weapon platforms. We'll be, we'll make sure and, uh, make sure and use coasters to avoid any <laughs> disgruntlement. When you say that, Jack, <clears throat> You get a just a brief shudder from Dasavi with your with your empathy. You couldn't necessarily pick up what exactly happened, like ran through her head, right? Just a flash of emotion. Uh, I am not a telepath. I am an, I am an empath. Right. right. So, so unless you're sharing, unless you are specifically sharing your emotions, your thoughts with him, no, he does not. No, um, but you would you would definitely pick up a. A feeling of just a fleeting feeling of fear. That's like it's it's just a blip and it's gone. Okay. Captain, would you be amenable to taking a few security personnel, or do you think that would be no, too forward? I think that'd be perfectly reasonable. Type two phasers, of course. There's no reason to go overboard. I would agree. Uh, we'll, of course, keep an eye on the 
beam in sight, be able to pull you back if anything goes wrong, as long as they don't raise those shields. Excellent. We'll maintain communications contact throughout, uh, and uh, we'll let you know if anything happens. Do we have any sort of Starfleet dossier on these people? No. Okay. No. The only contact, the only the only information that Starfleet has is that um, there have been some residual scans that, like, some logs and scans from from them, um, but Starfleet has had no no real contact with them. So did they, they say why they wanted a first contact? They did not. They just requested an official first contact from Starfleet. Okay. They they appear to know more about Starfleet than Starfleet knows about them. Sure. Uh, I know Oniad is already going down. Uh, would we want to put Mills down there as well? That's fine. Out of character, it's fine. I think in character, it's the logical choice. Yeah, yeah. I would be most comfortable if I'm not there for Mills to lead the security detachment. We can keep it with her and, and two others. I think that's more than enough. All right, so we've got going down, we've got the captain, not Ambrose, not O'Connor, right? Right. Uh, we've got the Savi, and who else? Uh, Mills. Mills, Varen. That's it. Oh, yeah, Varen. Oh, yeah, Varen's doing something. I have to remember that she's my character. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, did that on, I did that on purpose. We yeah. haven't seen anything on That's her. true. I have no idea how I'm going to play her. Uh, we yeah, I don't think we've actually seen Varen much really at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't you don't get a lot of Vulcan in uh, in DS Nine, so I yeah don't have a lot to work with. <laughs> just just like Andorians, I need to go back and watch some some Enterprise. You get a lot of Vulcans um, in Enterprise, but I don't think they're very good Vulcans. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Enterprise. Um, okay. Let me let me also add since uh, since Dasavi was forthright with her emotional state, Ambrose uh, Dasavi can pick up that Ambrose is very much biting his tongue and is probably his normal level of suspicious and 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 uh, waiting for something to go wrong. And you can even and since you are a telepath, you probably get surface thoughts of like, okay, if this happens, we do this. If this happens, we do this. Worst case scenario, I need to warp nine back to the station and bring a whole fleet over. We got to evade the platforms and yada, 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 yada. It's a mess. She kind of looks at you and, and gives you a nod and a smile of weird appreciation. And, like, it'll be all right. All right, Captain. Good luck playing it side. I will keep your seat warm. Thanks, Arani. All right. Let's go beam down. Hang, hang on. Wait, what? Okay. Apparently, I had an M just in the middle of some middle of word for no reason. It was confusing me. Um, all right, you are beaming down, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, the transport tong uh, tong slides a little levers, and you guys beam down. The tong is now in the episode. So, yep. <laughs> uh, uh, as you bring me back a souvenir, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just implant that in their heads as they're going down. 
Uh, as you materialize, you the first thing you notice is that it is hot. It is very, very hot. Um, uh, Jorad will pull out his collar and he'll say, boy, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. So, Dasavi, you're going to note fairly quickly that this is... Um, Uh, it is approaching 125, 130 degree temperatures. Oh, Lord. Um, and the humidity is like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that. Uh, it's like Louisiana hot um, as far as the humidity goes. Like it is okay. just, you know, the bugs are being weighed down by the humidity. It's so hot and humid. Um. There are a lot of uh, creatures moving around. Um, they look similar to Laramarians that you've seen, or the one Laramarian you've seen, mm-hmm. um, but quite a bit smaller. Um, uh, they they are clearly either an, an associated species or something along those lines, but they did not detect on your sensors as Lar- as within the criteria that the Laramarian gave you. Okay. Um, but there are hundreds of them moving around. Um, are they also humanoid and bipedal, or are they just kind of like similar structure, but... They are bipedal, and they're just, rather than being... Uh, well, they're they're quite a bit smaller than you. They're, they're, they're like, in the three-foot range. Okay. Um, but they're, yeah, they are bipedal. They, they look similar to the Laramarian that you've seen. Um, they... Do their they track uh, like can hard I read to say you can't thoughts? read them. Oh, that's no. right. We determine that. Right, um, they are silicon based, um, but they read as a different silicate material. Um, uh, could because Varen was say, thinking the same thing. She can't read their mind, but can she observe their social structure? Uh, see how they move and communicate amongst each other. Uh, and... They are. They are. Uh, you don't recognize the language um, directly off, but yes, they they appear to be functioning in a way that is organized and um, leaning towards sentient, if not sentient. Like high-functioning um, drones, almost. Is there a... Are these the only things down here in front of us? Whoops, I just fucked that up. My bad. Um, they are the only things you're currently seeing, although uh, a few seconds after you arrive, the uh, the Laramarian that you saw before materializes in a similar fashion to transport. Uh, it clearly is some kind of energy transportation. Sure. Um, and I broke the Zoom call, so give me a second. <laughs> I fixed it. Yay. Yay. Okay. Um, I gotta remember that I can't minimize the the, the zoom. Oh, um, it messes up the camera layout. But anyway, um, so yes, he materializes. It materializes along with uh, four others that are in similar uh, similar construction, I guess. So these the Laramarians. Now that you can see them, um, they don't really. They do wear drapings, but they don't. It's not organized clothing like you would expect, um, like any kind of human would wear. Um, definitely covers any any 
offensive anatomy because it's still a PG thirteen show. Not sure. Uh, is a make is a family show, not how to make a family show. <laughs> um, but what you notice the biggest difference as soon as you see these creatures in comparison to the smaller ones, the biggest difference you see is that these almost look smooth and muscular in most of their body. Like it, they almost look more humanoid. Um, whereas the smaller ones almost look more carved out of rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, anyway, the the one you recognize clearly as um, Kalasar Alakin. Greetings, Kalasar. Uh, oh, pleasure to finally see you in the flesh, so to speak. Uh, allow me to introduce my officers. This is Lieutenant Commander Desavioniat, uh, specialist, uh, specialist Varen, and uh, uh, and then he'll introduce the other two, or the other three, since we brought security officers. Right. It is good to meet all of you. Allow me to introduce to you Norstan Villar Norstan. Eliak and Norstan Grok. Pleasure to meet you. These are my... Mm, the word I believe you might use is advisors. Welcome to our world. I must say it's very pretty. It's also extremely hot. Would it trouble you for us to head somewhere with a little shelter? Of course, and he gestures towards one of the buildings. We also prefer it a great deal cooler than this. Great minds thinking alike. Lead on. <coughs> I'm not sure. How much is 120 degrees Celsius? How much is 120 degrees in Celsius? Uh, that's boiling. So many. That's all I got for you. 100 degrees Celsius is the boiling point. No, no. How, no how a, 120, 120 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius. 49 yeah. degrees Celsius. 49 degrees Celsius. Okay, so yeah. Which which is freaking hot. It's really yeah. hot. Yeah. Bren's um, fine, though. Bren's like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Except she's humid. walking, so she's really like... Yeah, a little humid, but other than that, like her hair is getting frizzy, which is weird. <laughs> um... When you enter into the room, into the building, it is substantially colder. Like you go from 120 degrees outside to about 40 degrees inside. Um, it is a four de- about about four degrees Celsius inside. Um, it's a, a shock to say the least. Um, probably feel pretty good, but uh, almost nauseatingly fast chem- temperature change, um, and the humidity is practically zero because it's obviously air conditioned in some way. Um, it's, it's actually appointed quite luxuriously though. It's, um, given that these creatures are made of, uh, essentially types of rocks, silicate, uh, the, the furnishings inside appear to be, um, uh, plush even by Federation standards, like, like luxurious standards. Um, there is also a buffet of food, uh, that actually looks palatable to most of you. Like it's various types of sea life. So if you're, you know, if you're, I mean, if you're illiterate sure of shellfish, it's probably not a good place for you to be. Um, however, there's also a table that uh, 
is full of metals and stones and um, chunks of material like that. Um, rock people food. Rock people food, exactly. <laughs> um, Salt-based food. Um, again, uh, when you enter the room, there are dozens of those smaller creatures milling about, um, tending to various obvious needs of the building, like uh, making sure the food is laid out, making sure the thing the the, the seating is comfortable and well positioned, tending to um, various aquatic uh, containment units, so like aquariums and whatnot. Um, Can I get a read on how these smaller, simpler creatures react when the Laramarian walks in? Because I'm thinking this is a servant race. Right. Um, there's definitely a sense of... Uh, uh, so you just seen it more prevalent outside than inside because you didn't see them acting before they came in. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the outside, uh, you saw them uh, certainly act more lively as the Laramarians approached. Um, they they hustled more. They, they, they definitely gave the sense that they are a servant. Uh, uh, cast or whatnot. Um, the Kalasar Alakin uh, Captain. If we have a great deal to discuss. Uh, we are aware of some of your recent troubles that have come about with your um, Klingon people. I do not, I I have not encountered them. I do not know. Forgive me if I say their names wrong. No, Uh, you're you're fine. We have had uh, encounters with their ships in space. We are not Um, the word we are looking for. Uh, we do not look forward to additional meetings with them. Understandable. They are a hostile people. They can be temp- they're very temperamental. They can be great friends when when brought to it, but they can also be great enemies without much provocation. I see. He walks you over to the, uh, the 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 food table and gestures for you to have anything you whatever you want. We have reached out to your federation in hopes of finding a way to remain outside of your conflict. The study that we have given, the study, what studies we have of your people, you discuss, you, you have principles that keep others out of internal conflicts. But often I have, it, it appears that lesser races, or at least what you view as lesser races, are brought into your conflicts unwillingly. I assure you we have no desire to bring you into anything you're, you don't desire. Uh, in fact, we, I can promise you that we would 
uh, should Klingons threaten you in any way, we would be obligated by our good neighborship to intervene on your behalf. Uh, but we have no desire to involve you any more than you wish to. We our people do not travel much. But when we do, we spend a great deal of time observing. I hope your words are true. I can only give you my word as a Starfleet captain. So tell me a little about your culture. Uh, we, we have a great curiosity about uh, other races and uh, we, we were a bit surprised to see how few of you there were. Most species have quite a bit more and we're just curious how you're, how you, how you, how you were able to manage with such, such low population. We are well protected here. We live by your standards uh, a very long time. Our species does not breed quickly. Our, uh, he gestures around to the, the other creatures. We are not as prolific as some. By spending so much time below the surface of the sea in such proximity to one another, there is very little need for us to hurry about the propagation of our species. I get it. Sometimes you want some peace and quiet. I can identify with that. Uh, we, uh, our people have a uh, fondness, as he gestures to the uh, the um, terrariums and things around the room. Um, we have a fondness for horticulture and landscaping. We do not have much land on our world, as you can imagine. What we have, we like to make, and he gestures to a, a couple of fairly... Um, uh, fairly vibrantly lifed uh, terrariums. Like there's a lot of small frog-like species, um, several insects, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's a, also a uh, miniature landscape that appears to be like a, almost like a canyon and prairie sort of, um, think like Wyoming on a super small scale, like on a, on a one- like on an, on an O scale for trains, if you know anything about train scales, small. Um, like a diorama. Like a diorama, yeah. Um, clearly, clearly sculpted with a great deal of care. Um, this is uh, one of our more iconic pieces on our world. It's quite lovely. He um, he reaches over to the table where his the food that they eat is and grabs a an apple sized chunk of what you're guessing is pretty much pure salt. Uh, 
mm-hmm. um, and begins just kind of absorbing it into his hand. Mm. Uh, tell me about your uh, people that you've brought with you. What is their world? What are their worlds like? What is your world like? Looking at the Vulcan, um, he's talking to Hage when he says it, but he looks at the Vulcan and sure and. Um, I'm guessing she has the same look on her face as the Vulcan in the picture does, um, which is just resting, resting disapproval face. Yep. Um, <laughs> Vulcan face. Vulcan face. Uh, not all of you seem to be quite as affected by the heat as others. Tell me about your worlds. All right. Why don't you tell them about Vulcan? Vulcan is an old planet, a hot planet. Uh, I do not have the exact specifications with me at the moment. Far less moisture. Tell me, is all life on this planet silicone base, or do you have carbon life as well? Much of the sea life is carbon-based. That is highly unusual. Did you have these imported at some point? Or were they brought in in some sort of celestial event? There was, uh, there was a celestial event many, many centuries ago. And it sank some of the remaining islands. But we have since imported much of it. Hmm. Intriguing. You do this for the benefit of hosting other non-silicone life? Diversity of life. It is what we find joy in. There are great reefs of coral in our ocean. They can host great deal, great, great quantities of life. And as you have observed, we do not have a large population of our own. It is in taking care of these other creatures that we find our purpose. The Vulcans have a similar philosophy, infinite diversity in infinite combinations. The philosophy largely didn't, large of our, of our people, the exemplar of our people is that uh, the two most powerful warriors are patience and time. An intriguing concept. I would be interested in having the geological data of your world, if you would be so willing to share it. We would be able to share it. Go ahead. I'm sure an information exchange would be amenable. Yes, Captain? We we would be able to share with the the geological data from many worlds. Uh, The the United Federation contains worlds of all sorts. Excellent. We would be willing to do the same. We have received, we have, we have spent a great many lifetimes of, well, what you consider lifetimes anyways, um, searching out the geological information of other worlds as well. There are some in this sector that you have recently begun exploring that I think you would find intriguing. You would in fact? We'll have the inf- I think we can have the information transmitted immediately. Um, 
as a token of our goodwill. He, um, for lack of a better term, smiles. It's somewhat, um, I would imagine it's somewhat off-putting. Uh, they don't really have teeth, but they have almost what look like talons in their mouths. Like You would not want to get bit by one of these. Sure. Um, so Ren will pull out her pad and start working on that. Get that information, get the request sent up to the ship, have all the information compiled and ready to beam over. Uh, and very eager to learn if they immediately reciprocate. He, uh, he looks around. Um, we will be able to provide the information as soon as we are returned to our um, structures. We do not have the capability in this facility. but Understandable. Uh, as much as we would love to hear more about uh, your planet's geology and the geology of the planets around you, we are more interested in your people and uh, and any neighbors you have already met. Would that be information you'd be willing to share as well? Of course. Um, we will provide you with as much information and help as we can within reason. Excellent. There are some species in this sector that are best unknown and best left alone. Well, uh, we won't we won't push you there. Um, would you be open to the exchange of diplomats? You sending somebody to the Federation of Planets and us sending a representative to to open diplomatic ties with your world. We will see how this encounter goes. I do not believe your ships have the capability of sustaining our people for in any sort of comfort for long periods of time. Well, the more we know about you, the more likely we'll be able to come up with a solution to a problem like that. Agreed. Um, uh, at, that, at which point he kind of uh, gestures towards a, an offshoot room, assuming that everyone has eaten somewhat uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, care Is, to join are us? There, are there, uh, because Vulcans don't eat animals, are there like, I don't know, sea cucumbers or something? She oh, yeah, there's them? all kinds okay. of plants and sea life and seaweed. And she's not eating a crab or, or the like. She's actually fairly off put if, if anybody else consumes, you know, a living being. <laughs> right. We're not living anymore. <laughs> well, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, no, there there is a, a wide variety of of pretty much anything you would want. It's it's entirely too much food for uh, the four people you brought, the six people you brought, whatever you've got. It would be like if you had brought thirty or forty people. This is probably about the food they would be eating. Um, it is it is quite wasteful. Entirely. Uh, I nothing. I. I I was just going to say entirely beside the point. Uh, sea yeah. cucumbers are actually living things. That that is, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, some 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 plant base. There are many plant or whatever. Things, yes. uh, if if the doctor doesn't, Varen is going to take out a tricorder and scan all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and she's actually going to stop on one of the like on on the rock, on the rock people food and see if there's anything that she could actually digest like cut off a like if there's like a salt lick or something oh yeah it's it's almost everything there is some sort of uh, of high salt content 
rock. Yeah, so, um, so while while they're talking, she's going to grab a small little one of those rocks, pull out a, a small mess kit from her from her, I don't know, somewhere. Uh, take take a fork and take a knife and very methodically start sawing away at the corner of this rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's um it's it's salty. It's a uh, uh, magnesium and salt, essentially. Not, not, it's not those two things, but it's largely salt. That's it's clearly their salt-based mm-hmm. uh, consumption. Okay. Jorad um, will take a bite of his, and then he'll be like, "My doctor told me to cut that on my salt content, and she she's right here." So <laughs> he's not uh, wrong. Uh, Understandable. Our food is not for most um, organics. Or carbon-based organics, I guess. Um, If you would, and he gestures to another room, uh, we invite you to join us in the salt baths. That sounds delightful. Uh, We can have some swimming suits uh, being done for us. That is a uh, good point. Are these rock people wearing clothes? They're it's like they have right. Yeah. Cloth? Right, exactly. They're they're draped for modesty, but they are not really dressed. Okay. Um their clothing doesn't appear to be uh particularly ornamental or anything either. It it's pretty basic. Um it's clearly is not the servant race clothed. They are not. Okay. Um Uh, yeah, what? Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. I figure we can skip through us getting uh, changed. And yeah, 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 yeah. You you arrive in the the essentially saunas. There are these large um, pools of warm, actually fairly cool. Come to think of it, fairly cool water. Uh, it's super high salt content, like Dead Sea level salt content. Um, and playing in the background is what you would equate to whale song. Um, it's fairly low and fairly quiet, uh, but it is um, it is playing in the background. Oh, I wish more first contact missions involved jacuzzis. Let's say <laughs> out loud. As as you lower yourself into the like two or three degree cold water, two or three degree Celsius water. <laughs> I spoke too soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they clearly like it cold. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think Varen's partaking this. I think she's just going to stand beside whatever sure. these pools are. And so there's a great there's a lot to do. Like yeah. we can we can skip through a lot of this. Um, uh, it's just um, actually it's re- hot for recreate. I do have written that they enjoy long soaks and high salinity baths. Hot for recreation and cold for therapeutic recovery. So these are warm. You are in a, a salt hot tub now. Mills and the security team obviously are not Partaking. in the baths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much just Hage. No, just Savi will get <laughs> just in. Just Savi, right, right. Um. Captain Jorad's like, well, when in Rome, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
so I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but our, our main mission here is mainly just to exchange information. That seems to be the primary mission of most first contacts, establish diplomatic relations, uh, exchange information. Is there anything else we should be doing on this mission that I'm forgetting? That's the primary thing. Any any subplot things that you want to do on your own, like seeing about talking to them about what they know about the Klingons, that kind of thing. Um, that's up to you. Uh, well, that um, seems worth asking. Avoid getting kidnapped. Avoid starting a civil war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or yeah. getting <laughs> shrunken down and put in a terrarium. Can I, <laughs> right, can, right. I, can I do a command check just to try and give a good Starfleet impression? You know. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll spend that momentum on this. I have a whole thing to read you here. In fact, in a minute, mm. give you a nice mm. feedback on them. Oh no! Oh no! Fortunately, I didn't raise the complication range. So yeah, well, it's sixteen, so I six. I got two successes. Okay. Yeah, it's. I uh, you know they don't seem to be. Uh, um, they don't. They seem to be. Uh, slave race uprising. <laughs> They seem to be uh, right, uh, getting a decent enough impression. They they don't seem to be offended by anything you've done. Um, everyone has remained, you know, civil and calm, and um, your needs have been tended to at every, uh, you know, every often before you need knew you need you know you need, knew you had them. Um, at some point, I'll come up to Ambrose, just give him a situation update. It's perfectly friendly. They're, they're very nice people. That's good to hear, sir. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Quite. Um, you'll have to come down on the next mission. Uh, enjoy a hot bath. If things go well, perhaps uh, a... What is the term? Uh, sure leave? Uh, yes, uh, a term of sure leave could be established. Perhaps the world isn't particularly hospital. I'm not sure they could handle uh, many of us, but uh, might be worth asking. How's everything up? up how's everything up uh, surface level? Ship level, probably not surface level. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be naval, <laughs> but right. Yeah. Uh, well, I assume no space, space whales are trying to mount us. The weapons platforms haven't blown holes in the ship. Not yet. Not yet. Cool. <laughs> We're all still holding together, sir. Great. Yeah. Excellent. We'll keep at it. Okay. Calm goes out, and uh, we'll stay with Ambrose for a moment. Um, so far, uh, as you know, as we said, pretty much everything is going smoothly up 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 on the the, the ship. Um, not a whole lot to report. Uh, you've been getting scans of the planet. Uh, there are um, the information that Vren has sent back gives you a better read on these um, servitor class um, species, and you can scan for them. And once you get a good read on what they are, you you see a, a much more substantial population in the um, hundreds and hundreds of millions, not quite a billion, but hundreds of millions of uh, of these lesser creatures, uh, as or these not lesser lesser creatures, but these uh, um, alternate life forms. Um, 
They mostly live in, you mostly detect them in much deeper water than what the Laramarians are. Like, there is still city structure there, uh, but it is substantially deeper uh, than where the, uh, than where the, the, the bulk of the Laramarian people are. So, do they, do they live in uh, constructed? Yes. Okay, so they're not living in like sea caves. They have their own architecture. Correct. In fact, it's very similar to the Laramarian architecture. It may have been built by the Laramarians, but it is okay. definitely much deeper. It is not nearly like they're not as large. The energy readings aren't as high. Um, it is a um, uh, a distinctive difference between the the upper levels of the uh, of the sea levels i guess it's what are the i'm trying to think what they're called tropospheres um where the the, the depths the, where where the depth pressures change dramatically like um, the zones they live in a much lower zone of light and temperature and everything else and higher pressure um, and it is smaller architecture and less power consumption and all of that so even though there are more of them do we get an idea of how they work societally? Like, are they second-class citizens, or are they non-sentient? Um, they're likely to be sentient. Like, more, the more time you spend, more, the more time the, the like uh, captain and, and Savi and them spend time around them, they are almost clearly sentient. Like, it is they have a, a level of probably at least human intelligence, uh, maybe a little lower than normal human intelligence, but you know, average, a little. <laughs> average voter intelligence um <laughs> sorry it's a funny joke to me but anyway um yes they are intelligent almost surely okay so how do they work societally uh they clearly appear to be some sort of second class citizen um a, a servitor class or servitor servitor caste um if you want to approach the the uh, the Laramarians about it and ask them they will be happy to there are there's a written answer. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him. Uh, so these uh, other beings, uh, do you share your world with them? We do. Um, we have a uh, what you would call a caste society based on the depths of each class uh, resides at. Uh, it is not a firm structure. It is possible for some to rise to the sun or fall from the light, as it were. It has made those that take those few that we have that have taken travel to the stars um, and seen other worlds um, somewhat legendary amongst the Laramarians. They live among the light and they are worthy of dream. Laramarian society is caste based, yes, but the caste is determined by individualism and sheer will. These creatures are, in many ways, us. You see, uh, there's a multi-layered current system in our world. <coughs> Some believe that based on your destiny, you should let the waters take you wherever they want. Uh, and when you settle in uh, where you are meant to be, uh, take what you want, and you will settle in where you are meant to be. Others fight the current. And they strive to reach the next layer and to find a new anchor or, or stability. Uh, above a higher in a, in a higher uh, level 
It's draining and exhausting work. Alone with the company of your thoughts and the dedication of your conviction to struggle against those gentle but unyielding tides and currents. Those who attempt the journey are celebrated, often regardless of the success or failure. Only a few of us have ever had the strong drive that you call curiosity, especially in the face of such great adversity. But to see the stars with your own receptors is to be truly aware of how much more awaits you. Uh, these lesser creatures, these lower caste, they have the ability, uh, the ability to become more than they are, and to become true Laramarians, if they simply strive for it. Has anyone ever succeeded? It does happen from time to time. Uh, it is rare, just as us, our people, the Laramarians, uh, reaching the stars is rare, but it does happen. If, on those occasions when one of these smaller creatures reaches that high accolade, do they change physiologically as well? They are reconstituted. much like a forged metal. They become more than either piece. So they are combined with another of their kind? Mm, it is not... It is not that way. It is... They are combined with other things. Uh, non sentient things that they are fulfilled it is it is a complex process i can provide you with additional information insight and information if you wish uh, it Very is much uh, so. as i said it is a rare occasion it's often celebrated even if they are uh, even if they remain at the depths uh, they are celebrated for their achievements one of these ceremonies happens in the near future, we would love to attend. I am not aware of any coming, but they're often unannounced. Well, you'll let us know if they do. Of course. Uh, out of character, was there anything else we wanted to accomplish here? On world. Uh, given the opportunity, Vren is going to ask all kinds of questions that we don't need to play through. Right. Yes, I assume that there's a great deal more cultural exchange going to yeah. be happening. Yeah. Um, that's what the uh, the uh, North Strands are for, is to break off and to take you into exploring things. And you're obviously probably... invited. You're invited to the cities if you want to go see them, but um, I, we'd have to make rolls and whatnot because it's. I don't know that. <laughs> I think I created this in such a way that I don't think humans could possibly survive that depth, but. We can always find ways to do it. It's Star Trek. Hey, we've had runabouts down in the in the depths of gas giants. We can survive down in the ocean. Yep. 6,000 pounds per square inch. Mm. That's a lot. 
much like Bren, Dasavi will be asking similar questions, but on the physiology of the inhabitants. Sure. And less on the culture yeah. piece. I do have some th stuff on that if you want it. Uh, like they, uh, yeah. they're immune to most radiations, toxins, gases. Um, they are still susceptible to most corrosives. Um, they can ex withstand high extremes. Uh, they prefer colder temperatures, higher pressures, 60 to 100 atmospheres. Um, Europa actually is capable and is the only Starfleet ship currently capable of accommodating living conditions for these creatures. Um, for any kind of long period, like they, other ships can do it, but the, the Europa actually has the facilities for this kind of encounter. Sure. What um, facilities are those? Some of the, some of the, uh, internal, um, life support systems in the individual like living quarters are capable of, of creating that. Um, if you read the the write up on the Europa, it's designed for a wider variety of um, species than any other Starfleet ship has been. Yeah, I think that's true of all the Lumens. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, you said they were susceptible to to cor corrosives. Corrosives. Yeah, like acidic. Yeah. Um, you also learn that they do not like most noise. They don't like loud noises, and they detest what you people call music. Mm -hmm. um, but they do like the organic ocean sounds, and again, like the soothing, soft and soothing sounds of like whale song and that sort of thing. Um, I'm happy to send them my entire sound library. Right, right. Uh, just get a little ACDC stuck in there and see what happens. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think one topic I'd approach with them. Sure. Whether they'd be willing to share their plasma technology with us, since that seems to be more advanced than what we're capable of. Um, certainly not going to be willing to share their weapons technology at the moment. That's fair. I, I wouldn't push it, but I'd approach it. And you know, they they do they do ascribe though that that they while they use a lot of geothermal energy under the sea, um, they also do have plasma energy energy systems. Um, and the one thing that you haven't seen on their planet or in their atmosphere at, or anywhere around is any space traveling vessels. Um, like they are clearly warp level technology. Like they have stuff that is Starfleet level technology, but they don't appear to have any starships. At least you have not seen any starships. They're homebodies. Right. Um, homebodies who talk about celestial travel. Yep. Uh, I think at some point Jorad would extend an invitation if he wants to send a crew aboard our ship. If he wants to have them get an, a get a taste for the galaxy, we'd be happy to uh, have a passenger on board. Perhaps one day we will find one who can. Who would be willing to? Well, let us know. Uh, until then, would you object to us reaching out to Starfleet for a diplomatic representative to come visit you on a long-term basis? So long as certain rules are adhered to, we would have no problem having longer-term um, relations. Excellent. Well, in that case, uh, I think I should get toweled off and maybe we should uh, head back to the ship. I think we've accomplished quite a bit here. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to in the 
Google, in the Discord chat, I'm going to drop this. This is what you guys get from them. That is the that is the the summary of your uh, your findings. Okay. Oh, one last thing. We would could we borrow could could we get a rock or something? One of our crew members asked for a souvenir, and I'd hate to disappoint him. If you see something, it is yours. Sure, I'll look around. I'll go. He'll pick up a rock. This is perfect. Excellent. You are welcome here, Captain Hage, and your people for as long as you need. Um, the only advice we have for you going out, going away at the moment, anyways, is uh, hang on, I need to find that sheet. Um, oh, wait, I see what you did. That crew member will be Tom if you get yeah. the yep. game. <laughs> that's the that's the race I created for Tom's game, yeah. For Tom's character, yeah. yeah. Um, although I write up all of my races like this, so they no, can be player races if possible. That's fair. I just meant the uh if somebody joins the ship, it'll probably be Tom. Yes. There is a race known as the Bishari. They We recommend you avoid them whenever possible. Why? They are... They make your Klingons look like pacifists. Hmm. They, are the, they are one of the many reasons we do not travel the stars like we... like we once had the capability. Do you know what it is they seek out of the violence? The challenge. So they are they are prone to attacking unprovoked. They are extremely territorial. They see all things that they can see as theirs. Hmm. Well, we would appreciate any data you have on them, um, so that way we can make sure and stay stay away from them if. Stay away from them and keep an eye out for them. We will provide they... you what we have. Yes. The Bashari, do they also travel the stars? Or do they stick to their home world? They are most surely spacefaring. What are their ships like? I do not know what you mean. Um, Is there any, what kind of ships would you, you should be on the lookout for? Um, it has been a very long time since the Laramarians encountered them, but they were not a, too dissimilar to your own, mm. in at least in capability. Let me see. They are a dangerous people. We appreciate the warning. As I said, yours are your people are welcome here, and we 
have enjoyed our time with you. Likewise. We as well. We will make sure and maintain diplomatic contact. Uh, we think you could be a valuable ally here in the sector. And I know you want no part in our conflict with the Klingons and we have no wish to in involve you in that. Um, but uh, for, for peaceful and scientific um, purposes, I think you, I, I think we could be great friends. We shall see. And we look forward to the opportunity. We we do as well. Farewell. Peace yes. and long life, Galasar. <laughs> oh wait, did I have a saying for that? I think I did. Hang on. I may not have. I might not have written that down. Nope, I did not. He simply um tries to return the gesture but doesn't his fingers do not make that kind of. <laughs> um, flow well with the waters. <laughs> and then I assume you beam back up. Mm -hmm. uh, Ambrose's face is probably quite saddened by the lack of murdering. I'm shocked that nothing <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> Uh, no one played any, no one did any loud noises i was kind of thinking there would be a loud noise somewhere i didn't know where it would come up but that hey, was page the... walks page walks onto the bridge and ambrose is just like this with his fingers on the red alert button just <laughs> just come on just i know what's happening just, oh you're back all right fine. God damn it <laughs> uh, i'm glad you're back i wanted to shoot the lasers <laughs> and St. Tom, sadly, the uh, gift shop was closed, but I got you something anyway. Oh, really? What did you get? What was the planet like? Are they nice people? They were, indeed. Great. Awesome. What did you get? Sure. Uh, they offered us this as a piece uh, in, in a symbol of our peace. And then he hands him the rock. Oh, a rock. It's a peace rock. A peace rock? Yes. It's not one of them, is it? No. I don't well, think so. <laughs> good. It's not going to hatch or anything. Brought home a baby Lamari. I'm, I am reasonably certain it will not hatch. I will treasure it forever. Thank you, Captain. Of course. We're 20% sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other scenes you guys want to do? No. Well, uh, I'll send word to Star. I'll, I'll write up a report to Starfleet saying uh, the, the contact, saying the context of the mission, um, uh, and um, uh, suggesting that we reach out to them through the diplomatic or, you know, for for further um, diplomacy. Right. Did they send back? I, I haven't had a chance to read through your Lemarian species Bible thing. Did they send sure. back all kinds of other like planetary information? Yeah, they will. Information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, it comes through. Ambrose would like to direct uh, Kostra to begin working on plans for a submersible and perhaps some sort of exosuit. Nothing that needs to be actually fabricated, just 
plans, blueprints. Um, and do they share any sort of extra information about the Bishari? Uh, nothing. Dossier, ship tactical information. They don't have a lot of that kind of information. Okay. They just, they, what you gather is largely that the Bishari are uh, like folk legends to the Lamarians. Mm. Um, okay. Like the, they are essentially space boogeymen to the Lamarians. Okay. Uh, I'd say we have a we have a scene on the bridge, just you know, getting the captain back. Sure. Uh, the captain will uh, bring up his turtle neck again. He, uh, he 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 said, "Well, that was the most relaxing first contact I think I've ever had." Speak for yourself. Glad to hear it, sir. I'm sorry. Did did, uh, did you say that loud enough that I would hear it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I found them perfectly charming. What was there something uh, that rubbed you the wrong way, Sally? They were very charming. When you're used to a barrage of voices and emotions. Silence is jarring. It kept me on edge. Well, I guess sometimes you ju you just have to live with uh, your best guess about people, as like the rest of us. Mm. Well, speaking of your best guess, sir, uh, any idea what they want from us? Uh, they seem to. Uh, I believe they reached out to us in order to make sure that we did not embroil them in any diplomatic uh, or any uh, interstellar conflicts. Um, they, I, I think it's perfectly fair for them to uh, l reach out to us and uh, let us know uh, to stay, to steer clear. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave this system to them and uh, make sure it stays out of the conflict. As long I'm as the conflict curious. isn't brought here, we can't promise the security of their planet. No, and I, but I did, I did advise them that if if they did seek our help, we would be happy to provide. So, we'll. You probably got the impression that they brought you here to show you the fact that they have the means of defending themselves, and that mm -hmm. you know, as kind of a warning, do you know, tread lightly, right, in the area, kind of thing. We will take that warning into, yeah. We will take that warning, um, but uh, yeah. In any case, uh, yeah. I I think that uh, eventually they could become uh, allies of the Federation, and who knows, maybe even members one day. Not with a caste-based society, sir. Well, uh, as far as caste-based societies, they did seem to have social mobility, which is uh, a requirement. It seemed very uh, ornamental isn't quite the word I want. <sighs> Ostentatious? No. No, not really. Like a display. Yeah. I, I'm blanking, totally blanking on the word I want. Like uh, superficial. Superficial. We'll do. Ornamental um, is a good version. A good word. Yeah. Well, uh, it, that it might be. 
Um, we were, certainly weren't there long enough to make a judgment one way or the other. Um, who knows if uh, if our if our if our diplomatic ties improve, they might take a, a. We provided them with information about our world, so they seem curious. Maybe they can see that there's a better way. Uh, change make cha make changes in the long run for the better. Perhaps. Ours is not to judge, to Sabi. Uh, every every species does things differently. As long as nobody is, as long as, as long, even if they, in the, in this case, the prime directive would dictate that we would not interfere. But no, I'm not uh, suggesting that we do. I will say I have seen enlightened races that have weirder customs. As long as social mobility is possible between the castes, I think that uh, self improvement is possible. And that uh, I think that they could serve the serve as part of the Federation just just as well. But time will tell. Time. Yes. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. As for now, if we are done here, I would like to get beyond the range of these weapons platforms. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, and so, uh, Lieutenant, take us out. Aye, aye, Captain. Would it be entirely against diplomatic relations to scan these weapon platforms? We already did, didn't we? Did we? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's um, how we got, got the information that they were. You you scanned the system and got the information on the weapons platforms. Yeah. You did not scan the platforms themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, no. In fact, again, you got the you you may at least tangentially have the idea that the part of the reason you are brought here is to see. Mm -hmm. these weapons platforms like this is why you were brought here this is one of the many reasons why you were brought here yeah, yeah. ambrose we picks can up on defend that. ourselves yeah. yeah and ambrose wants to know everything about that but um yeah you can get a scan of that I, you don't need to roll we're not gonna the momentum won't do any good anyway um they're dangerous um they're heavily armored they don't have shields but they're heavily armored um they look like they would do a great deal of their technology appears to have a great deal of energy uh, dissipation, so energy energy weapons are not very not super effective against their uh, armor plating. Um, torpedoes probably would be, but their your energy energy weapons may not be super effective against them, um, and the range is considerable. Um, they can get you before you can get them. So. I mean, you have warp speed, so that is really largely irrelevant. But, <laughs> um, yeah, from a pretty good range, they could they can attack. We'll make sure and uh, not piss them off. Right. Yeah. And we're not knocking like systems and systems away. <laughs> they can't get, they can't get in a render station from here. But, um, yeah, they're they're potent. They pack a lot of wallop. Like would would one shot tear through our shields and blow our ship up in one hit? Or no, they're okay. not that powerful. They're powerful, right. but they're not that powerful. They, you, they're definitely more potent than the majority of weapons that you've come across. But these are also non-mobile platforms, so they they're not, okay. you know, they're not flying around space and stuff. How many of these stations do they have? Uh, in total, you saw about forty. Okay. Are they scattered throughout the system, or are they just arranged in a in a security net around the main planet? 
mostly security that around the main planet. There's okay. a few that are out a little farther, but for the most part, it is clearly defensive of the planet. Like they have some like picket systems, I guess is what you would call them, a little farther out. But sure. Uh, could we have taken any time to scan the waters and see if they had any submerged ships? Because Ambrose noted there were none in orbit. My uh-huh. my guess is they have launch sites underwater. Um. Yeah, give me a roll for that one. Uh, uh, I'll have O'Connor do it since she's mm-hmm. the security, the science officer that was aboard ship. So go ahead and give okay. me that roll. Uh, your difficulty is going to be four. Oh, that's uh, a lot. Largely because of the depth and composition of the the planet, depth of the the waters and composition of the okay. planet. Um, we have complaints if I spend our only momentum. Go for it. The ship will also. Roll. They roll for your Apparently, I'm not going to roll any of these. What are we doing? You get two from the ship. Nice. All right, well, we're just going to do that. Europa's roll, good at scanning stuff. Roll <laughs> one on my own because it didn't want to. Um, so that is two. So that's enough, right? You said yep. four. That's four. Uh, yes, there are <clears throat> large. Um for lack of better term, uh, ship installations. Um, the ships that you detect are very, very large. Um, on scale with the RN, not quite that big. Um, the RN were the space whales. Um, oh. they're not quite, they're not quite that big, but they're, they're larger than your ships. Um, so like about compared to six. a galaxy class, <laughs> They're a little bigger than a galaxy. They're okay. about, they're scale six. I think a galaxy's five, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're scale six ships. So they're big. They're not powered on, so you're not really detecting any weaponry or anything like that on them. And they, mm-hmm. you're certain they have them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They seemed reluctant to go into space. They seemed to deem it a rare occasion. Yeah. There's only a couple of those ships. The whole planet, you probably only detected about four of them. Okay. Who knows how old they are? Yeah. I promise this is my last question. Given the size of the weapons platforms, could they mount a similar weapon to one of these starships? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's all I need to know. Yep. Yeah, Ambrose is like, he is going to have a full tactical dossier on this species (laughs) on Ambrose, on on Hage's desk soon. (laughs) Sure. Uh, 22. Hage will not be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Do we have um, any, other, any other things we want to cover? Yeah, I kind of have one. Uh, this is something I was kind of planning for a little while. I think it might be fun. Hage will invite uh, Ambrose and Nasavi to the Holodeck 4. Uh, he will strictly word it as an invitation, not in order. I think holodecks are the one thing I don't have an image for because we all know what holodecks look like. <laughs> yeah, gaffer's tape across <laughs> the walls. Uh, so, do they both come? Yeah. Yeah. With some trepidation. Y- uh, yeah. When, <laughs> when you get there, the archway opens into like a porch 
and you can see this beautiful, beautiful lake surrounded by mountains uh, in the distance. Uh, and you you are you are in a a, a small lake house uh, that is on the the uh, edge of a a mountain a mountain lake uh, on an alien world. Uh, you can see uh, three moons up in the sky. I mean, it's Earth-like, but not Earth. And Hage uh, is there, and he's wearing a—he's—he's um, he's in civilian clothes, and he's got a uh, like a a blue blazer on, and he says, uh, "Welcome to my retirement." It's beautiful, isn't it? It is very nice. I got the real one back on Trill. I wanted to. I've been coming here uh, on my off hours to just relax a little. And I had an idea I wanted to run by you. I created a hollow, a hollow uh, version of a ship that I've been trying to uh, that I've been trying to work up. It's a lake skimmer, uh, trail catamaran design. Uh, Going to be fast when it's finally done, but it needs a lot of work. I thought maybe we could work on it together. Um, get a feel for working together on a, on a new project and that might help us with our with our duties i'm not going to force anybody you know it's my it's this is my this is my recreational activity but i think you two i think the two of you might enjoy it and we could uh learn a bit about each other as we're doing it It'd be nice to have a project that isn't so high stakes would this be something more in Kostra's expertise? It's not about expertise. It's about enjoyment. It's about working with your hands for a little. There's no warp core on this. Just a sail. I want to work on it with you. I, I like you, Arani, and I want, to, I, I want to spend a little time with you outside of the captain's chair. You hear in your head, take the olive branch. Light it on fire and throw it at his feet. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just get a, a mental sigh back. <laughs> I can't spend, I can't say I've spent much time on Trill. Glad to hear that. We'll just put a couple hours in a week. Nothing, nothing serious. Why don't you? Uh, there's my toolbox. Do you know anything about sailing ships? And then he'll he'll start talking about like naval ter ter terminology and that kind of thing. We don't have to go into detail. I yep. set yep. it up. I imagine and Ambrose probably does know a lot about naval history. <laughs> uh, military naval history, probably. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been centuries since we've had Navy ships. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, he might have models of ancient uh, battleships or, or whatnot, but... I did allude, I did allude a... in the intro today that there's at least one Federation old world ship, uh, one on Earth that the cadets uh, were on, mm. but it's probably not, you know hardcore navy it mm -hmm. might be the constitution for all we know um 
but there is at least some naval vessels still around. It's just isn't it isn't mm-hmm. a military navy anymore. Yeah. Clearly, yeah, <laughs> Earth doesn't need one of those much yeah. anymore. Honestly, this is very similar to the generations. Uh, yeah, with the Enterprise. Yeah, Picard had a thing for the for yeah. the for that. So this could be something they connect over, like yeah. you know. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think he knows any idea who Nelson is, but like some, <laughs> right. of, these, some of these stuff are true on any world. Right. I think that's actually a good place to leave it too. The uh, the three of you starting to work on. Uh, I think that's a really good end for this episode. Yeah, little catamaran thing. Starting, so. you know, tragedy and horror, and everybody dead, and end in this beautiful, heartwarming scene. <laughs> right. See. Uh, Where the captain just... actually said, "I like you, Arani." Yeah. Look at that. We, we had progression. We just missed the central conflict entirely. <laughs> so it's all right. It's all right. That's my bad, though. Um, so on that note, <laughs> what's that? Uh, we missed the central conflict. I really it was my fault for not, um, uh, not preparing the central conflict better for you guys. The the stuff with the caste system and some other stuff that I was going to do with the uh, Larmarians, um, to create a little bit more just um, tension cultural differences kind of thing mm-hmm. um it, it wasn't like a central conflict like we're gonna shoot faces at each other but uh more of an ethical conundrum um, which again we we um that's my fault for not not preparing it better so on that note uh let's go ahead and do a quick wrap up uh it is getting late for me so let's uh let's power through these what moment stands out most to you guys this evening I mean that cold open, man. I was I was so confused uh, and like, what yeah. the hell is going? Oh no, I I got it. I got it. Yeah. Was not prepared for that. <laughs> All of that hesitation and confusion and horror in the beginning was very genuine. That's why I didn't tell you about it. I wanted to shock you a little bit. I was no, telling Brian I earlier it. that I I I told him what was going to go. That I didn't give him the details, but I told him that when when it's over, that he'd have a chance to come in and talk to you. Mm. Um, uh, but I didn't want to give you a warning because I wanted the shock and yeah, no, I dig it. I wanted I'm, to feel I'm, real. I'm with yeah. you. So. It came out genuine. Yeah, it was. I, I liked it. It was real. Uh, anyone else got a moment, or is that good for everybody? Um, I I loved a lot of the moments we had. I thought like our senior officers really connected uh, a couple times uh, this session. I don't know. I really liked I, I I liked both the conversation in the war room and the, and the, the boat conversation. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna need I'm I'm gonna need to get back into the flow of my characters. Yeah, <laughs> because it's been too long since Several I've had weeks. consistent yeah. character development thoughts in my head. Sure. Uh, so not only was I mean, I, I just I just wasn't as I was, as engaged with my characters tonight sure. as I have been in the previous episodes and as as I would like to be. I think some of that too is playing characters that you have not played much of either. Like you you played Vren and Jashin, uh, Jashin, who are two characters you have the least amount of time into yeah. so far. So you played Vren beautifully though. I I really like Vren. Mm-hmm. It was very professional, but it was. It, I, I, I mean, she's got an idea of who she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who best embodied their character tonight? I mean, Brian drops into Hage just like that all the right. time. So, sure, true. I need to warm up, but. 
Uh, I spent the day playing Red Dead Redemption too, so I got all into Ambrose. Um, <laughs> uh, just out there shooting people. Um, <laughs> what role playing moment best exemplifies another person's character to you? Um, for example, like I liked Ren getting into, I liked Asabi also getting into the, the questioning about the um, the culture and the cultural exchange ideas and things like that. The and Dasavi getting into the uh, the the anatomy of these people. Oh, you people made of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why can't I read you? Which is really what she's driving at. Like mm-hmm. she's she's all there for the xenobiology, but like her her main drive under that is why can't I read you and I'm gonna figure it out. Mm. Um, I think for me that that end scene with Hage just like really trying to bring his people together and thinking outside the box um, and bringing that informal piece into it. Yeah. When other things haven't worked particularly, mm-hmm. p- particularly well, let's try something new. Mm-hmm. I like that. I agree. Um, we can probably skip that one and that one. Uh, let's get that one too. What did you see from another player or character that you'd like to see more of in the future? There wasn't really a lot of good idea, bad idea stuff and motivations in the scene. Yeah, this episode didn't really matter. So, um, what did you uh, see from another player or character that you'd like to see more of in the future? I would love to see Markova and Mills. I thought they had an interesting dynamic. I would like to see more of that with Shijin and and Shijin interacting with with other mm. other crewmen. Yeah, I would love to see Shijin come out of her shell. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Very bubble. I feel like some of that. To, so to me, that felt really like Shijin is being defensive about like. I don't know what the character's background. Well, I, if, I if, if really you know. want, if you want the headspace, Shijin is on a human ship and she's Andorian, and she knows right. they are on a cold world, but Andorians are hot blooded right if she loosens up somebody's gonna get punched in the face and somebody else is gonna get straddled <laughs> andorians have to keep a cool head on a human right. ship yeah. right um i, I want I was reading... to have um and i there was an opportunity in the conversation today and i missed it until it was too late uh, but i want to have a conversation with shajin and mills uh, because Mills has a specialty in hand-to-hand, and she is just, there are two Andorians on the ship, and she just really wants to go toe-to-toe with one of them. And it's a little inappropriate to ask Cass, hey, would you fight me? Uh, but but she would be comfortable with Shajin, like, hey, teach me some shit. That'd be great. I, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got the impression, my, my read on the character, uh, and again, I'm just audience in that in that scene, but uh, is that um, she's very much like uh, superior, uh, what we like to call a smug son bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm looking forward to seeing more so of that. Andorian. Yeah, Andorian, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing more. Um, I don't. I've never had players really play Andorians in my game, so it's interesting to see how you and john are playing them um the similarities and the differences that you guys uh, were portraying so uh if you could change one thing about the session what would it be other than you know me getting the central conflict right yeah being a little more in character but that's you know six weeks yeah eight weeks since it's been six something like that yeah may 4th was the last time we played so about six weeks since we since we've actually played played yeah. 
I mean, I, I think for myself, just because it's been so long, um, having some heads up on onto what was what may happen, what characters may come up. So I could have been like, oh, we're we're gonna do stuff with Shajin and and Varen. Maybe I should go watch some Enterprise and figure sure. out, uh, you know, remind myself what Andorians and Vulcans are like. Uh, have have a discussion uh, about where Ambrose's headspace was at, uh, because I I really don't know where Ambrose is at at the moment because I had this whole like uh, arc. arc plan for his for his recovery and th at the end of the last episode we just kind of shoehorned in oh you're all better now here have your badge back get back to work mm -hmm. well, less that you're well, all better more like here you're putting this on because there's a war going on right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh oh you were right he uh, shit. Yeah. Please get back to work. We're in trouble. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would but like not to... immediately in trouble because we, right. we ended last episode like just at the end. Like I I forgot we weren't in, in the middle of battle. I thought we were gonna jump back in, we were gonna start shooting lasers. But uh like yeah, it, it's like welcome back, Hage, get back to work. We need you, and then we're flying around meeting rock people and taking baths together or something. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I tried to do stuff like that with the with the uh war room scene, and like I tried to like make yeah. it seem like we did need you, you know, even if we're not fighting somebody right now. Yeah, we, we need Ambrose's expertise in like war stuff. Originally yeah. I had intended to jump back into an actual combat, I, but I decided not to do it because I figured we wanted to get Again, we'd been off for so long, I didn't want to jump back into uh, yeah. uh, just a straight up conflict for because that's going to be even harder to get, get your back into your head spaces. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I didn't do it that way. Um, yeah, I, I would, I was hoping we could take the time, um, to explore, to explore who Ambrose is outside of just survival and right. just military and just war because. Right. I don't know if Ambrose has any hobbies for Hage to connect with because he's just been dedicated 100% to the preservation of his life and the preservation of the Federation for right. the last so, 20 years. Right. I think that's that's good stuff to be, to be able to bring up in in, a, in future sessions too. Like that's the kind of stuff yeah. that I think is um, good for the the counseling sessions. Yeah. Not just that, but it's we don't it's have a counselor good... anymore. Yeah, that's well, the only problem is we don't. Have I can't talk to myself. I mean, right. if if we need me to play a counselor until John gets back, I can write up a counselor. I just don't want to be as a, I don't want to be a therapist in my real life and a and counselor therapist. in my game. Sure. Right. However, for a few more weeks, I can fill that role. Um, there's also other options we can we can get into. Um, but yeah, I think the idea of of exploring more of Ambrose's other side. Um, and I think being able to see Hage and the the crew in in uh, Ambrose's element a little bit more uh, is mm -hmm. going to be essential to that. That is there, arc. is there anything we can do as fellow players to like bring that those kind of scenes out and bring that kind of development out in a Ambrose? I mean, I don't want to harp on it too much because I feel like I've been harping on it too much. But just consistently gaming week to week to week right. <laughs> will will help me develop the character, stay in the headspace, remember the important beats, because so much of Ambrose's character is dedicated to his psychological state sure. right now. And when I'm angry and frustrated that we're missing games week after week after week after week and right. I have other things going on in my life and I, I show up to the game frustrated and angry and all I can think about is it, it, Ambrose isn't connecting on a on a personal level. He's not being jovial. We we haven't had the the Ambrose that 
we had in the beginning of this series on on DS9, I feel like is a drastically different Ambrose than what he's been. And I'd really like to reel him back, but I'm having, I, I feel like we've, I'd, I, I've, I've, I've driven him into, into a wall that is just sort of negativity and people right. aren't listening to him. He's not in his element anymore. I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm expecting, and I don't know how to get to where I'm expecting to be. Dude. I just know I don't necessarily like where he's at. Right. Would a big, would a big hero moment for him help? Like something where he probably really gets- he really hasn't had a chance to stand out. I mean, the one big conflict we had, he spent on his on his ass the entire time. <laughs> okay, well, then maybe we can make sure that happens during the fight scene coming up. Like if we're if we're doing a battle scene, we can definitely give him a chance to really show who he is. Right. There's, there's also another option for it, and I'm not sure it's a good option, but there's always the option of hitting that breaking point for the character where he's like, where he realizes that he's gone too far and that he's That was not supposed too- to be breaking breaking Koba's yeah. arm. That was, that was right. the breaking point, and that was supposed to lead into this whole recovery redemption arc. Right. right. It kind of, it just kind of stalled. A on it. Yeah. 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 Well, there's there's still ways, like I said, there's still ways to explore that even with what's going on. Like, um, we'll just have to figure out how you how we want to explore it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, uh, as far as consistency of play, um, the hope is shortly we will be able to get back to a more consistent schedule. Again, the shop is not reopened yet, but it's getting closer. We moved in all the hardware and stuff the other day, um, last Saturday. So we are getting a lot closer with the shop, um, and that's the biggest draw, uh, biggest time sink that I have at the moment. So, um, and unfortunately, there's not much I can do to make that go faster. Um, on that note, though, uh, I think uh, we can go ahead and wrap up the uh, the Twitch stream, and then we'll meet back here in a few minutes for the wrap up stuff, the the rescheduling and closing out stuff. So, sounds good.